As they say, in the trenches with early educators. This is episode four. And um, episode four has the authors, some of the authors that are, um, that helped Sharon uh, collab with this book. And um, we're proud to have them on the show tonight. Uh, and I'm quite sure I'm going to get some laughs. I'm going to mess with some people, meet some new people. And this should be a very interesting show. What's up, Sharon? Hey, 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 Quentin, how are you tonight? This evening. Hey, everybody out there in virtual land. Welcome, as Quentin said, to In the Trenches with Early Educators. Um, and before I introduce our guests, I just want to do what I do every week that I come on, and that's give a couple of shout-outs. So that intro music was is uh, thanks to my son, Marcus Allen. You can find him at Mark underscore the producer on Instagram. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore D-A producer on Instagram. So you can hit him up uh, for beats and for studio time. And I also want to shout out one of the businesses that uh, I'm working with on Facebook with Shopping with Sharon, Chanel Touchstone and her husband, who are the owner, co-owners of Heavenly Cakes. I don't know if any of you all saw my commercial uh, promo shot, but her cakes are divine. I see yes. why they call them Heavenly. Yes. Okay. And um, so she can be found on Facebook under Heavenly Cakes, also at Heavenly Cakes Cakery. Dot com. When I tell you heavenly, give it a shot. So welcome tonight. Yes, I'm so excited. As Quentin yeah. said, we have some of the divas from volume one of In the Trenches, stories from the heart of early childhood professionals. And so we have with us Deborah Lynn. Hey, Debbie Deb. We have Shawnee Green Roundtree. We have Nia Malika Gossett. Hey, y'all. And we have Sheba Whitaker. <laughs> and I freeze. Okay, and then I freeze. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We're going to play freeze tag tonight. That's okay. We're going to have some glitches. But we're gonna keep working right on through them. Absolutely. So welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome here uh, with us tonight. Um, we are just going to just I don't know discuss the book a little bit, um, talk a little bit about who you ladies are, and so I'm going to give everybody a minute to introduce themselves. I like uh, to allow you to introduce yourself so you can say what you want our viewing audience to know about you this evening. And we will go ahead in that same order. We'll start with Deborah. Wow, I'm on the hot seat first. I was trying to hear what everybody else did first. <laughs> you know, but okay. Hi, y'all. Um, 
I am so excited to be on the show tonight. I am an educator of 10 years. Um, my past is in the legal 26 years. And um, this is my first book, first collaboration. And coming out as being the best-selling author is just like over the top during this COVID season. It's nothing too hard for God. Um, I am a grandparent of six grandchildren. Right. And um, I have some amazing stories. I live an amazing life and it's not over yet. Amen. Awesome. I love it, Deborah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then we're going to go next to Miss Shawnee Green Roundtree. All right. Hi. Um, I am originally from New Jersey, and that's how I know Quentin. Um, <laughs> I have been in Atlanta for almost, it seemed like about 28, almost 30 years. I've been in the field of education um, for approximately about 24 years. If you um, include my years of early childhood education, I'm currently in a public school uh, sector in which I've been working with kids with behavior disorders. And I've been doing that for 21 years. Uh, this is my 22nd year in the public schools. Um, I have two beautiful daughters that are my life and, and just my rock. And so I'm, I have made a point to mention them because one is probably watching right about now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Shani. And next up, we have Ms. Nia Malika Gossett. Hey, y'all. I am uh, originally from California, moved here in 90. Shortly after that, got ready for a graduation from high school, started my high school requirement hours and met Sharon and she has been my mentor since then following I met Shawnee so and she's been my rock since so um been in education since then and um I've been working with all ages including school agers infants um admin assistant Montessori uh certified all that fun stuff I have three grandchildren <laughs> and uh, two beautiful children, a husband, several things going on. And um, I'm just excited and blessed to be a best-selling author with the team that I came in with. Thank you guys. Yes. Awesome, <laughs> thank you. And now we have Miss Sheba Whitaker. Tell us about yourself, Sheba. Okay, well, first I'm going to give a disclaimer. I'm sharing this moment with my mother, so you might hear a little laughing in the background. <laughs> I'm trying to keep her quiet so, so nobody knows, but I'm sharing this moment with my mother, who is 30 plus years retired from education. So I've been wow. in education my entire life. Old school, yeah. She's old school. <laughs> right, right. So um, right now I'm currently, I uh, work for APEC. Shout out to APEC Family Fund Foundation. Yeah, hey y'all. Um, um, and their after school program. However, of course, COVID has complicated all of that. So I'm working with a group of children in the morning for virtual learning. So that's what I'm currently doing now. So I'm on the opposite end where you all are giving the instruction I'm trying to make sure that the child is receiving it because this computer thing is is a lot, is a lot. Right. So mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much it. That's what I'm doing now. Of course, I'm excited to be here. 
and to be a best-selling author of course of course right to add that to you know to add that to my to my belt but i'm happy to be here so that's pretty much it i'm kind of nervous <laughs> a little bit too for whatever reason <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be nervous Girl, i, I got Tell it. And you know what? Because I went first, I knew I was gonna miss something. And since this, we ain't we're not supposed to be nervous. I want to say, I jumped right to the grandchildren. I forgot my sons and my daughter. And, and like Shawnee said, they're gonna be watching. So I definitely want to mention the children, Jonathan, Emmanuel, and Anaya. The reasons for me being grandparents. So Absolutely. okay, Ooh, got that out of the way. Okay. Listen, when Sheba says she has her mom, I'm glad she's listening, Sheba, and I'm glad you mentioned that because an idea was dropped on me Saturday morning at breakfast. Um, there's someone in my life who knows a lot of retired educators, and we're talking, Ooh. they taught in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Wow. And if your mother is interested, I am planning in the spring of next year that we're going to do um, uh, a special edition of In the Trenches, a historical perspective. And we will hmm. have retired educators. Uh, I love it. We're not going to be old enough for that book, y'all. <laughs> well, I tell you what, she signed. She has signed me up for everything without talking it over with me all my life. She signed up. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind <signed> of. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So in the trenches. Oh my gosh. Sharon. These wonderful late. What? Yes. Wow, wow. Now, now. Can we you, show it? I need you, yes, you can. I need you to explain to the audience <laughs> the book and the genesis of the book. Wow. And First so and we're being synergetic because that is exactly what I was getting ready to do. Okay. I told you, you are always, you are always on point, Quentin. A little quick, but you're on point. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yes. So, in the trenches um, was birth out of a charge from one of my mentors. He kept asking us every morning, right after the quarantine, what are we gonna do with all this extra time? And, um, you know, I was being hard headed. I don't have any extra time. I have a full time job. What is he talking about? He's not talking to me. He's talking to those other people. And he kept saying this. So finally I decided to be obedient and sat down and said, okay, God, what I'm gonna do with this extra time? And long story short, in the Trenches was born. I contacted uh, our publisher, John McClung from, J I didn't shout out John from JLS Forum <laughs> Publishing. Yes, we're talking about our book. We definitely needed to give him a shout out. He bought into my vision um, and I have uh, the vision and mission of helping to create 1000 new authors who are early childhood professionals. And so, um, that's not to say if you've written before, you can't join us, but the main mission is creating new authors. And that's what happened with this book. All nine of us became authors for the first time in July. Yes. Uh, we went to number one, a bestseller in our categories on Amazon. And John has these, what we call Johnisms. And he said, do something so great that history cannot erase it. Absolutely. And that's what we've done because this book is in print now and and it 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 will never be erased uh from time even if it's out of print 
You know, you can look up a book and it'll still come up. It may say out of print, but it still right. comes up. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Google me, baby. So we now uh, Google me, baby. Yeah, we created history with this book. Um, and I just sat and as God gave me the names, I wrote them down, sent out an email. And Deborah, I knew everybody prior to this experience with the exception of Deborah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Deborah at the time was John's fiance. And nobody knew that, um, including me. I knew that they were dating, but I didn't know it had gotten that deep. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they got married right before the launch. And so um, if John, she was a referral from John, if he trusted her, I trusted her and then she trusted me. And here we are. Absolutely. Um, a few months later. So. It, it was an amazing journey. Well, congratulations, Deborah, on your marriage. Thank you. First and foremost. <laughs> um, let's start with uh, Toy. But I, I gotta call you that because that's what I've known you the last couple of years. It's right? fine. It's fine. Um, oh. Explain your experience uh, with writing your portion of the book. What? 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 What was it you that made you reminisce? Uh, let's explain your experience. So my portion was totally about my grandson. Uh, his name is Eli, and he's autistic. So we didn't know that he was going to be a child with disabilities until it was confirmed when he was three. He's now six. So we, I actually went step by step from her finding out she was pregnant all the way to current time. Um, Him being in first grade, reading, uh, talking, socializing, everything he didn't do for three years. So it was like, we didn't know what to do. No one in our family has autism. Um, No one that's directly connected to me is autistic or has someone around. Of course, I work with children that were, but that was a totally different scenario for me. This one was my grand, my daughter's first child, my first grandson, and we were just trying to make it work the best way we could. We used sign language. We, Shawnee was a call that I had often. We talked often about different ways to the resources, trying to uh, find the psychologist. I mean, everything was a process. So we went through years of trying to get him to just be where he is, speech therapy. And I just told the story, I told his story. And to me, it's one of the best stories in my in my lifetime because I got to know someone on their terms, not them learning mine. Normally when you teach, you teach them because of experience and knowledge and things they need to know. That happened, he got the basics, but it wasn't reciprocated. He had different responses, screaming, hands over the uh, ears, constantly uh, frust- uh, frustrated because he couldn't say what he needed to say. And so it was frustrating for my daughter to be a first time mother. And it was just a process. So um, I, I really think it was important uh, for me to tell that story since it's a story that is more common than not. Um, it, it makes it, it seems like autism is trending in the sense that everyone's aware now. I think it, 
I think people are now noticing it, more accepting of it. I was never in denial of the sense of, no, he doesn't have it or he doesn't have something. I just knew something wasn't right. So I just wanted to know what it is so we could fix it or do whatever he needs, give him the help that he needs. And he got it. He has it. And he is doing well. He actually wrote his first animal book two well, weeks ago from A to Z. And well, I'm working on trying to get that well, published because I'm super proud of him. For someone who couldn't do, he is a self-taught young man and he's super smart. Um, he's a big brother and he is amazing. I tell him every time I see him, I, I love you. You're my best friend. You're super smart. And you're adorable. And he repeats that all to me. So it just, you have no idea for someone who couldn't say his name to say it, my name. It, it's just, Great. without Great. crying, you know, it's a well, lot. Cindy had a question for you guys. She said, how many times have each of you read the book? Mm, three times for me. Twice. Twice for me. Twice for me. Yeah. It's it's all yeah it's, it's it's almost twice you've not or one all the way through then a couple of chapters here there you go back and look and mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm gonna say including some some the first time when I read the draft I've read it three times but I've also skimmed chapters um, in between those readings. Okay. So, let me let me ask you because you know the, the young ladies uh behind the scenes I was messing with them and I didn't get a chance to mess with you. <laughs> uh -oh. So I, so uh -oh. I actually I, I have to ask you, Sheba. How fast did you run home to tell Ma you got a bestseller? Okay, well, see, first, um, did I even? I don't even think. I said anything at first mm -hmm. because well she's in the background talking about tonight uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no okay well then if she says tonight okay then I'll go with tonight tonight is the first time that I've said something to my mother wow. and from the she's over there with tissue and everything so she's laughing Aww. she's crying doing Aww. all kind of stuff over here so I, if you see me wander over to the left i'm just trying to make sure that she's okay because you know to, this is this big time for her big time for me too so um she knew i was an author she knew i you know the book had, is in print there's because mm -hmm. she has a copy she's trying to send copies all across this state but bestseller right now. <laughs> yes. Deborah, Deborah, let me ask you. Bestseller um, right now. You 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 met these amazing ladies through your husband. Basically that was the connection. Yes. Um, so you met this amazing man and through this amazing man you met these amazing women. Have you thanked that man? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you honestly. Um, the child friendly answer. Like, like you said, you have, a, you, have, you have an amazing life. Yes. Did you ever think um, you would write a book? I never did. I never thought about it because of my past. I was legally blind. I, I couldn't read. My attention span was that short. 
Um, and I and I never thought it. my education was challenging. I call my books like the Flintstone tablets. I carried books that were so big, print this big, glasses this big. I was always the butt end of jokes. Um, I was legally blind. I, I was always that child that special education, we talk about autism. How do you get help for those children when I was a child? It really wasn't there. So I was yeah. the child that was sit to the back. And mm -hmm. so no one ever talked to me about careers, college, anything. Um, and then one year it was put to me, it's like, well, can you go to college? I, was, I wouldn't even think of it. You know, more school, I got through early education, I mean, uh, elementary school, and that was good enough. It was a challenge in itself. So I, I, I was asked, can you take one class at a time? So I did. And that really started my, my journey towards education. I was a straight A student. I, um, I um, was on the Dean's list. But that didn't come before my miracle from God. I was a mother. I was married um, before. And I said, God, I want to be able to read to my children. And he granted that. I was able to get surgeries on my eyes. And I was able to read. And in 1995, that doesn't sound too far away. Wow. And it wasn't. I read my first chapter book. So wow. I can relate to my children. Yay. you know. And I tell them there's no excuses. Um, I let them know about my plight. I let them know about my past because I'm one of those teachers I say no excuses. So I understand when a child is intimidated when they say see huge passages. I understand when they just want to flip and see pictures, but that was me. So no, I a job, let alone becoming an author, some things just were not in my mind. It was like I was gliding through life. Mm. So this is a opportunity that keeps me with a heart of thanksgiving before the Lord. And how it unfolds, I just had to take the role of a student by raising my hand saying, Miss Sharon, I want to be in your book too. I want to be part of it. <laughs> That's how I have to, you know, because I didn't know her. I met her through John. And so, you know, it just gives you a boldness. And this book has just opened doors. I have another book coming, a children's book. And so just wonderful thing. When I say it's amazing, I look back over my life I was blind, but now I see that amen. is my testimony. Yes, amen. Well, well, amen, Miss Deborah. Amen. On to Shani. Shani, we've known each other forever. Um, yes. <laughs> you, actually, you actually came, um, when I seen the book, I asked you to come on the show to promote the book, actually. Yes. But um, since then, um, You've been through some difficulties in your personal mm -hmm. life. Um, yes. And I know how much your father meant to you, even back to when we were in school. Yes. Like, that's all mm -hmm. you ever talked about. And he was an educator um, who was beloved by our town. So knowing that, how, I know for you, it was good to know that his daughter had wrote a book before he passed. Right. Yes, um, yes. And, have you have you have you have you pinched yourself yet? <laughs> um, just everything has been in a whirlwind since this whole pandemic. Um, but the reality of everything, you know, we still keep going. Um, what you don't know, Quentin, is that when we did the last um, show, literally probably a minute before we went on air my mom called me to tell me that my dad wasn't doing well 
And so we still went on with the show and I just had to push through, you know, mm. just knowing that whatever was going on, you know, it was still going to be there and, you know, just get through it. And then as soon as we got off, I jumped off the air and I called my mom was like, okay, well, mom, what is going on? And so, um, yeah, it, it just was a rough time, this whole entire pandemic. Um, but the good times are the book, the book, yeah. um, is definitely one of those things where you have the, the sunshine through the storms. So between the COVID and so now you have this, the, the book that Sharon, you know, she was able to push us to get through in 90 days where we were able to write it. Um, when we found out that it was a bestseller, you know, those are those times where you have those rainbows out of a storm. Right. Those are the times where the sun is peeking through the clouds. Um, so I've just been, you know, it's been unreal, but at the same time, there have been a lot of good moments that have helped me get through my rough times. Right. Yeah, what's amazing um, for the chat and for you ladies that don't know is you guys know Shanice's personality is real laid back. <laughs> but, but it's funny because I've, I met Troy basically through social media for the last three or four years we have been friends on social yeah. media. Mm -hmm. And she's more aggressive than Shanice. <laughs> and then, then Sharon is more aggressive than Shanice. So Shanice, Shanice has a connection with people where she's more laid back, where she's connected to people that are more um, aggressive, so to say. Uh, <laughs> so when they, when they, when her and Sharon came on to promote the book, I offered Sharon an opportunity, and um, me and Sharon had a conversation, and it went better than I think both of us expected. And this mm -hmm. is the uh, fourth episode of the show, and um, you guys kind of the book from Sh from Deborah's husband to Sharon <laughs> to the people she chose, knowing Shani, knowing me, back to Sharon. So yes, kind of like really seen full circle. Yeah, full circle. Full circle. Absolutely. And, um, like I told Sharon, one of the things um, I really enjoyed doing the show, I learned a lot. Um, I wasn't one of those people that was in school for education, but I did go to school. Um, and I'm always fascinated with educators, um, the things you guys go through. And I want to ask all you guys a question, because this is going to be interesting here. What can your mates do better? Ooh. with understanding what you guys go through? That's a loaded question. Yeah, it can go a whole lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, let's just say, if I don't say just mate, say say the men in your life, your brothers, your confidants, because a lot of times we don't know what you guys go through, even with simple fact is supplies. Oh, um, gosh, yes. I had I volunteered at a food bank one time, and they had a department where they did school supplies, and the teachers used to come in there and I'm, you know, I think most people take it for granted that the school is going to have supplies. Mm, so not always. I'm asking what, what could your family or somebody do better to help, help, help me understand what you guys go through. Let's say it like that. Well, you know, I want to say, um, it couldn't get any better for me being with an author. I'm, uh, John Ellis McClung is an author. I mean, he's got several books out as well as the owner of a publishing company. So 
he and I are pretty much on the same page as far as, you know, setting aside time for reading, that quiet time, you know, you need your me space. Um, yeah. As far as editing, you know, having each other's back as far as, you know, how's this sound? What do you think about this? Or sometimes it's just a secret and, you know, giving honest feedback as a publisher. He really acted as the publisher. I didn't have any inside perks. You know, I, things were revealed just when they were revealed to the whole group. And I thought that was valuable to me um, going through this the first time. I wasn't cheated out of any experience. So Girl. my situation is going to be different than my, you know, my co-authors here. And uh, yeah, I'm just in a land of milk and honey right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay. if I would say that I would want um, an awareness with uh, my husband or my uh, brothers and I don't know if this would be the answer that you're looking for as far as your question but I want to say this a lot of us are in the ages back in 70s 60s decades and upbringing was called considered old school so if you didn't talk if you didn't come here if you didn't do this you were immediately looked at funny if you didn't follow that direction, you got your feelings hurt, right? We were so quick to get our feelings hurt that sometimes they forgot to hear us. And I think that's what's missing with the children is that we're so quick to go old school or we're too busy on these and too busy with the craziness of the world and then the just this life in general, we forget to hear them. and. That would be the only thing I could deal with my husband. I could deal with my brothers and uncles and whoever I need to, because we all are in a village together. I could even go as far as I, uh, Shawnee and Sharon. We a village. We, we've been yeah. around each other for a long time. So it's not yeah. a matter of their awareness. I just need people who we have to directly or indirectly have to deal with to be aware that these kids have voices. They need better directions and better patience and understanding a lot of children are not getting diagnosed because of uh, denial uh, resources. Yeah. Uh, they rather spend money on everything else but their children's welfare and being. You That's know, true. so I rather focus that answer to just hear the kids. If they're not doing something at a certain milestone, it's a reason. It's not because they're uh, they shouldn't be threatened or scared to be pushed into development. It's not going to work. You're going to have children that's going to be, in, like you said, in the back of the classroom, always in trouble, misdiagnosed. They're going to be in Shawnee's classroom. And, and, and Shawnee will tell me, if the parents would do this, if the children did this, I just think that's where the awareness needs to be. Wow. I, 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 Quinn, I want to come on that because it's so funny. Mia, when you said voice, because Quentin, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it yet or not. Well, you saw the first mm -hmm. one. Um, that's what I talk about, that uh, the purpose of having in the trenches with early educators is to help people to understand that children don't have a voice. They don't get to choose what school they go to. They don't get to choose their subjects. They don't, they are just told what to, they don't get to choose what food they're going to eat. They don't get to choose where they live. They are subject to the decisions that the adults in their life make. 
and they're not always the best decisions. We don't always make the best decisions as adults. There's some adults yeah. right now with this whole situation with voting who, who were adamant about they are not going to vote. And I said, well, if you don't want to vote for yourself and if you feel like nothing's going to change for you, <laughs> you think about those children running around your neighborhood, your next door neighbor's children, your your, your nieces and nephews. Your, just think about the children who can't go vote. Right. They can't say, this is what we need. Our schools need more funding and, and, and our, our school lunches suck and they're, they're not nutritious and we need some changes. They can't say that. And if they do, nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. And so the, the biggest piece for In the Trenches is to give the children a voice by sharing the world, the societies, issues that impact them and help us to understand how we can better be their voice. So that's a that was a good question. Sharon, Sharon yeah. why? Sharon, Sharon, because the first thing when politicians cut money, where they cut it from? Education. Education. Sad. Isn't that it's something? So sad. And every professional, every they have to come through an educator. So why yeah. cut our pay? Right. Okay? They have to come through an educator. Yeah. Why are they targeting us? We right. are necessary. We are essential. Essential exactly. workers. work right. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm quite sure you done told mom plenty of times, like why why you choose this for us? <laughs> Okay, so part of my, um, <laughs> it's funny you say that because part of my portion in the book is just that I promise I did everything else but follow in the path that was laid for me well before I was even a twinkle in her eye. I should have known to just follow but I did everything else other than that, yeah. which led me to a lot of, okay, this is a new, might be a new term for some of you or a new little thing, but busting my head all the way to the white meat. To the white meat. I mean, just everything backwards. And then one day I had, I had no choice. It was either continue in something that I knew I had absolutely no business for. Mm. I was taking up somebody else's job that needed it. Mm. I just had to, on faith, step out. I did and got a phone call maybe a day later about an opportunity. And I wrestled with it for a minute. And then I said, you know what? Let me just do it. And ever since then, things have just been i don't know just i'm here so you know it had to be good i'm here <laughs> but it's just it, i'm glad she chose it for me right. and i'm glad that sometimes the tough love and stuff i'm glad she, i'm just glad i'm happy hey, hey Shima. yeah sometimes sometimes we need our path chosen for us and i was one out one of <laughs> I was I was one I think I probably needed my path chosen, but yes. but um oh, did you yes. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys, um all you guys are teaching virtually right now or classroom? I'm virtual. 
Virtual. I'm not in the classroom anymore. I wanna I wanna um I want you guys to explain something to me. Um a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of people don't understand that um you guys happen to be in a big a bigger city than most. Um most people don't understand that half of America don't even have Wi Fi. It sounds crazy for those of us that live in a big city. We may not understand, but half of the country does not have Wi-Fi. How do you deal, saying that, how do you deal with teaching virtually when you know you got those certain students that really need your hands-on? It's a struggle. It really is a struggle. Um, I, I work with kids with behavior and emotion, behavior difficulties and emotional issues. And so they already have one situation against them, you know, just yeah. even face to face situation. So now you have them in virtual where they're not really technologically technologically advanced enough to be able to maneuver through the technology. And so now they have to log on. They have to be able to get into Google Classroom. They have to know how to get into Zoom. Um, they have to work um, in the in the space where a lot of times they have multiple um siblings so you have six or seven siblings all in one space everyone's teacher is talking at the same time it's frustrating to them and i'm not gonna lie as an educator when i have to hear them when they unmute it's frustrating to me preach preacher <laughs> it's overwhelming and then you know to make matters worse you know like you said they don't have the internet usage so, you know, some counties are providing hotspots to be able to log on, but then we're on, they're on and you can't hear, it sounds warped. Um, they're lo it's logging out. And we're not even gonna talk about the ones that won't even log on period, just because they just don't like school. So it's a struggle. It really is a struggle. Well, yeah, so you have to wear different hats. You do. I, I become a comedian, I become an actor. I become really tech savvy. I have to differentiate. I bring in videos. I get them up and try to make it as fun and engaging mm -hmm. as I can. It comes with a lot, lot, a whole lot more of pre-planning. People think, oh, teachers are just at home. Stop the lies. We are working <laughs> double time. Okay, It is hard work. You have to pre-plan right up front, like literally everything, not just lesson plans, but how are you going to implement that? because I work with children with large gaps. We can only imagine what the gaps are gonna look like next year. So in yeah. trying to close those gaps, you have to entertain. I teach a low grade, elementary school, little babies, their attention span. I know about short attention span. Yeah. So you've got to try to reach them so you don't lose them. Each year, the Lord gives me a new batch of babies and I, I own those babies. And, and I don't want anyone to hurt them. And, right. and like Shawnee was saying, the background noise it gets to me sometimes i have to turn my face from the camera like oh the noise but you know this is what our children are dealing with so sure. that you you still want to provide that safe place for them make it fun for them but you've got to get that content in because we don't want any child left behind True. so it is definitely a challenge online right. but it, it is doable it is it is it is and i'm on the flip side where you all are in the classroom like i said when i first came on giving the information i'm on the other side and again shout out to apex because <laughs> what my employer has done is opened up their doors for kids who have chosen the virtual learning option 
like the city of Atlanta is not even going back to school. So we have some old students. We have some Fulton County students that, you know, chose not to go back. So right. we're there with the Wi-Fi because you're right. Not It's not even half of the nation. It's some in the city that don't have it. True. True. So, you know, for the it's considered debate, a luxury. It mm-hmm. is. It is. It's not. It's not a necessity. Right. But now it is. All of a sudden, I mean, now it is. Right. Yeah. And I think so, twenty 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 really. Um, with dealing with the COVID, it allows all of us to, uh, to reset, rethink, yes. remanage, yes. adjust. Um, really, when you sit back and think about it, Wi-Fi should be free, and it should it be should. A, to everybody. And this is actually a wake-up call because. You know, our our government does not value education, and it's shown at all. It's been getting worse and worse, and so it seems. Yeah, having this relationship with Shani and Sharon and you guys, you know, I'm starting to see it, and I'm and I'm every week when we do a show, I'm just baffled at it. Like, you know, this is just amazing to me that common things, and I didn't even ask you guys about, you know knowing the kid might not have eaten no food that morning and mm. you know when Shani brought up the multiple kids now you got somebody that got multiple yeah. kids the mm-hmm. mother and father might be at work or it might be a single parent in the home right you know so um on behalf of myself and everybody in the chat you know i really appreciate you guys and all you do and um you guys don't get enough thanks and um uh, enough money <laughs> because that is why you do it. You, you've got to get paid. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's, it, there is enough money that can um, that can replace what you guys do for everybody. Because you guys are essentially teaching tomorrow's adults. Absolutely, right? Yes, that's a true statement. Yeah. So, yeah. Sharon, this yes, this is part of the dream team. You have a member. <laughs> you have your other member that's trying to get in. Um, her device is actually uh, not 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 coming in. I'm trying to get her in. Oh, okay. And she put her name in the trenches. She didn't want to put her other, her name. She's in the trenches right now. She's trying to get right. out. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that, Toy? That's my cousin. Hey, Quan. <laughs> He has an adorable, adorable uh, son. Oh, he's adorable. So, is yeah. it is yeah. it anything? Is it anything like um? Did you did do you guys feel like this book changed you in any way? Did it did it did it um, uh, you know, make you stronger? Did it make you feel like yo, I really went through all this stuff because, like you said, it. it you know, when Sharon called you guys with the project and said what she wanted to do, we had talked before, it was COVID. So it was like, yeah. okay, now I got to reflect. I got the time to reflect. Did it make you realize how far you guys have came individually, um, where you want to go, what you know, uh, what you want to do? Well, I just want to make a comment before I make an answer that one. But anytime Sharon calls or texts or emails me, <laughs> It's always a yes. I have never told her no for nothing. I have followed her to two centers. So I trust her. So she said, do this. It didn't matter what was going around me. It's, um, 
it's you know for her i'll do it for shawnee i do it for my my new in the trenches family i'll do it but um that's not hard i don't know if it changed me i just feel like i'm falling in my purpose you know i always wanted to write something about him anyway and i've been documenting on my calendar and different papers of things that he did from birth to current so to me i feel like it's finally down on paper it's in a book so he can one day read his own story that i my per perspective on him um but I, I i feel good i feel like when i see people ha say that they're an author and stuff like i think the other day was best-selling author's day i was like oh that's me <laughs> i mean <laughs> author day and i was like that's me um but i don't feel yeah, like i'm just karen let, that, karen let that be known it was author's day <laughs> Yolanda, who's trying to come in, she's she sent me a uh, happy best author's day um, image on my text that morning, and I was like, okay, okay, I like this crown I'm wearing. Okay, so I, I mean, I feel good. I feel good. Okay, well, well me, I guess you want to go, Miss Deborah? You go. No, go. Okay. go for it, baby. Okay, so well for me, I can say that. It gave me a boost of confidence that I needed Good. because, of course, I got all these wonderful thoughts. I mean, love children, eat, breathe, sleep them. That's all I think about from, you know, sun up to sundown. And I have one of my own as well. And sometimes it aggravates him that I'm just so passionate because I treat him the same way and he's my son. So you're getting motherly love, you're getting educator yeah. love, just love, 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 love. And sometimes it's love overload. But right. it brought out who I'm destined to be. I'm just True. on my way and I know it. And yeah. I doubt it, I have doubted myself for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And I have a one I work with a wonderful organization who has always been in my corner and been a silent cheerleader, even when I didn't know. Right. Miss Sharon, who I met through, she was our trainer. And to even be on her radar for me was mind blowing. It was like, I promise it was like Obama or somebody calling like, hey, I need you to do this, do this. Mm -hmm. do <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay, so I'm gonna write a book now. On top of everything else that I've done, everything else that I've accomplished, this was just us, you know, the, I don't know, what I, what I can necessarily call it. I can't really describe the feeling. I don't have the adjective for it. Just know that, I, well, overwhelming, of course, yeah. because Y'all just, you don't understand. I it, I almost didn't make it to this right here, to this wow. point. But huh, I had some believers. Some yeah. of those, I had a, a mother, my mom, of course, and yeah. people just silently rooting me on to get make it to the finish line. So I'm on that way. I'm on my way. Halfway there. <clears throat> Yay, girl. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I want to I wanna jump in for just a second because um, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> this for me, as the curator, the, 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 the backbone behind pulling this project together, when I listen to 
the authors talk about their lives and why they said yes and the fact that um you know the the stories and how the book has impacted them just for me i think that's the greater part for me than even becoming an author myself you know i wrote it down you know how they tell you to write down the, uh, your perfect day in your life and so author was one of the things as i was describing myself i said i i'm an author but the bigger piece is the the impact that my willingness to step out and try to make this happen how it's impacting other people and 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 you know we book two is on its way <laughs> right we'll, we'll have all book two Good next job. time that we're here but it's it's becoming more meaningful for me now with this whole mission that i didn't choose it it was god given it. it's a divine mission because see i scratched out a thousand and put 100 because i knew i could do a hundred but as i continue to move in this vein what's happening for me is it's like what you all said is my purpose now this is really purpose driven because not only am i helping people reach their dreams of becoming an author it goes beyond that it goes so much farther beyond that that i'm truly having an impact that i i would have never dreamed that just because i invited somebody to be a part of something i was doing would have such an impact on their lives and, and now i'm here mm -hmm. with the show and get to have educators come on and inform and impact us so i'm gonna shut up because i'm about to cry <laughs> it's okay it's worth it yes so it i is. feel empowered and with that i mean for years i've had stories i've had titles but never a voice mm. never thought that what i had to say would be worth hearing and to go on Amazon and a perfect stranger gives me such a thumbs up for something that was in my heart. Yes. You said something very profound just now. Say that again. She did. I feel empowered. Wow. I got titles, got degrees. All that nice. Nobody thought would want to hear what you had to say. No one want to hear my voice, right? Yeah, and that was one of the fears that the publisher, John McClung, helped us to get over. He was an amazing coach, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and it helped us to overcome the hurdles that would have otherwise been those barriers to stop this book from coming forward. But now I have a voice and I have direction. And like Sharon, she's a she's a true motivator, a collaborator. Yes, and my, my whole heart has been for children. So I am going to be working on a collaboration for young authors. Yay. I come across writings and artwork and even my little niece had started this little book on a unicorn. And when I looked at it because of, I guess, my trained eye now of seeing it, <laughs> just being hopeful and empowered and just I'm encouraging her. And I was like, mom, you've got to get her sketchbooks. You've got to encourage her to write. She yes. is a young author and she's six. 
Yes. Aww. She's six. Yes. And so it's six that we can encourage. You know, the richest place in the world is where, y'all? The cemetery. Many mm. books are in the grave. Many songs unwritten are in the grave. Mm-hmm. And I, every day I want to work on that dash in my life. And this now is, has become part of my dash. Yes, and so I love in this that. Dash, you know, I can add to it like, like Sharon said, I'm an author and I want to help other people fulfill their dreams. I want to give my children and children, I know in un, unfamiliar, that opportunity, that voice. And yes. I really feel empowered through this collaboration. I am so thankful for the opportunity. Yes, that was good, Deborah. Good job. Bring it all home. Yes. Yes. Well, 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 let me tell you guys, Sharon, me and Sharon had a conversation. Sharon, like you guys said, Sharon is a, um, she's an amazing planner. Yes. So she tries to plan out shows way ahead of time. So we were planning on this episode. She said, I don't know who I'm going to get on the show. I said, and I looked at her because we was talking about it. I looked at her like, this can't be Sharon. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then she was like, I'll let you know in two days. Mm. And she's like, I got it. I already know what I'm doing. She got the show planned out probably for the next five weeks, y'all. Like, <laughs> yes. I believe it. I yes. believe it. There's that strong. Yes. It's funny that sometimes um, me and Sharon was on the scenes had a you know, when you're working with somebody, you have to talk. And um, in the talking, you, you give a piece of yourself. Right. And I had to tell her, you know, some things about me. And she told me some things about her. And it's amazing um, that sometimes you come across people that they're they're just what you need to hear um, to motivate you. Uh, like I told you guys, I didn't go to school for education, but I am an avid reader. Okay. I've read over 500 books. Oh, wow. I have a very, very good memory. Mm-hmm. So I could probably offhand tell you about 100, 100 of those books. But So the connection and meeting you guys were like perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not only as educators, but as authors. So, you know, you guys have, you know, like I said, you guys have changed um, the show. Um, because it, it does seem like I'm always talking to somebody that's... Uh, written a book or an author somewhere and you know well, you're yeah. next you're next. on that list. I'm gonna say you're next yes yeah. and you have a you story know, to tell no I have I have something in the works that's unfinished actually but um I've been, I've jealous been one that. publishing jealous one publishing <laughs> <laughs> no but no but you know one of one of the things and this is um part of what I wanted to do is the reason why I started the show <laughs> you know everybody wants to start a YouTube or whatever thing or podcast, whatever. And we all want to, oh, I want to interview somebody famous. I'm going to get this one and that one. But my whole objective was to what I call interviewing ordinary people or ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's me. You know, you guys, <laughs> you guys are doing a, a heck of a job. <laughs> A heck of a job, and um, I really appreciate you. And Sheba, I know you had to leave, but we really appreciate you too, Sheba. Um, is there anything else you guys would like to discuss? I mean, I'm, I'm just in awe. Like I could be a fly on the wall. 
Sharon is the chef. Well, I'm gonna go last because I got I have quite a few things to say. So I'm gonna let my guests go first. <laughs> toy, toy, I'm gonna inbox you after the show. But we're gonna mm-hmm. talk we're gonna talk mm-hmm. after the show. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna inbox you after we have our little discussion because I need to give you some information. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We cool. Little gratuity, right? Right, Shanique? Little gratuity. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> is there anything else you guys would like to um share quentin thank you for the the platform you could be talking about anything else you know i'm also a producer of a sports show 4g sports that's the plug sorry but you i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, uh, you you ha- people don't realize your voice is one thing it's how you use it too you know <laughs> and so you chose to use your voice in different ways with the different shows you have and I applaud you because it's not always easy having your own thing. You know, you hope people are listening. You hope people are subscribing. You hope people are sharing. And that may not always have be the case. You know, depending on the subject matter, you may get everybody. And, you know, today, who knows, you know? But for you to collaborate with Sharon and Shawnee Connection, I applaud you because you could have just made that a one-off and was like, I did my part and moved on. But you just you decided to advocate for education and educators yes. and yes. children. You are an advocate yes. for us, and we yes. applaud you. Well, we appreciate well, you. Well, I, yes. I, I, Thank I, you. I, I do. I do appreciate that. Um, yeah, absolutely. One of one of the things that when you have a sports show, you know. Yes. We go through our doubts. Yes. Um. We feel like we've invested so much financially, yes. uh, uh, background, studying, working yes. hard. Like like I tell people, and I and I don't think I've ever said it on uh, camera, is before I decided to do this, I actually studied it for eighteen months. Wow! And um, wow! COVID kind of saturated the market. Yes, because it's so easy for a quote unquote celebrity. To start a podcast and now they got 10 million followers because exactly started it so yeah. i realized in um talking through a lot of the guests and talk uh having shows of substance i realized that all of the stuff that i did behind the scenes and the effort pays off yes because these and are what the god has for you it's for you yeah, yeah. And, and we're into we're in the infantry stage and the, and you know what most people always say is it's not the ending it's the journey yes so for me like right now is like the perfect time the world is at a standstill mm-hmm. so right. we know you know when the world gets back to uh, a new normal uh hopefully i'll still be there i'll still be able to be a voice for people sharon's and, uh, gonna book you yeah sharon's and, got and, you and, yeah and <laughs> she's gonna keep you busy <laughs> be able to be a voice for 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 the um ordinary person and you know, and be able to have these shows and have discussions where we uh, just kind of like just talk, yeah. right? <laughs> just talk. Right. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, Deborah, do you have anything that you'd like to leave us with? Well, I would just like again uh, echo Nia's sentiments. I appreciate the opportunity. It wasn't yes. scary. It the excitement no. is still rumbling around in me. Yeah. Um, 
And I just want to publicly acknowledge Sharon for her brilliance and, Absolutely. you know, in the trenches too, like she gave way to is it, coming. And I uh, had the opportunity of being in that one. And, you know, it's, it's, it's endless where this journey is taking us. And mm-hmm. I know I'm going to see you guys again, Lord willing, mm-hmm. uh, on this journey, whether you are the author on the book cover or whether you all are branching off doing something amazing in the world outside of education, because I know we all feel a little bit more empowered and our voice is screaming a little bit louder. Yeah. And that that makes us puff our chest out. Oh, speaking of our chest out. <laughs> you see that book? Can we say our chest out? Come on, Sharon, let's represent. Right here, right here. There we go. All right, I, I had to put that little plug in there to our shirt. There's no such thing as not promoting. Right? <laughs> promote, promote as much as you can. If you can, That's nobody right. else will. Thank you, Quentin. Mm-hmm. You're, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, just I, I can't thank Sharon enough for this opportunity. Um, just the book in itself, the opportunities, the things that I've changed in my life. Um, when I wrote the book, my book was, uh, my section was about just the challenges that I was going through teaching and wanting to kind of, I was at that crossroads of, do I stay in education, do I leave? And so since then, um, I have been forced to kind of go in a different direction. I'm still teaching, but I'm in a different program. And because of the book and because of me recognizing to follow what God has in store for my life, I'm now in a situation where I'm back to loving what I do again. Good. And so I'm so happy about that. Yes, mama. I love my babies and I was loving my babies before. I always loved my babies, but it was starting to become a job and now Mm -hmm. it's back to a passion. So this book has changed that for me and I appreciate you um, sharing for that. Quentin, just as always, we go way back all the way to, ooh, we won't even talk about how long we've known each other. <laughs> um, and I, but I will say um, the relationship that we had when we were younger, you have since doing this talk show with you, you've kind of make, make, you've had me to open up my eyes as to how to approach some of my students now. Um, some things that I can do with them to realize, you know, because I've always been big on making sure that they are prepared for the world, going in the direction, whether they go to college, whether they go to vocational school, whether they, you know, get a job, I want them to do something successful. But in talking with you, um, and you and I are going to have a conversation off the air, you know, some things that I want you to do with me in my classroom. Oh, cool. So I will be prepared, you know, be, be on the lookout for that, Quentin, because I nice. want you to kind of help me with some of my babies because mm-hmm. I deal with middle school young men. Okay. And I think someone like you could kind of help yes. reach mm-hmm. some of them. We need strong. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we need we need men like you. Um, and the, some of you all don't know the young ladies. Quentin does so much for the community. Um, He gives back to the community. He has so many things where he's assisting in the community. He has plugs. He's always connecting people, um, resources. And I appreciate, I've watched you over the years through Facebook of what you've been doing. And I really applaud you and appreciate everything that you've been doing. So I just wanted to say that to you, Quentin. You know, just keep on doing what you're doing. Yes. 
when you, when you live a purpose-driven life. Yes. yes. And you are walking in your purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's just everything just lines up and it just works. Like no matter what you do, if, if it's purpose-driven, it works. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I want Quentin's story in a book. I really want his, his I want him to publish his story. It's kind I look forward to reading it. <laughs> I want that. So uh, get on it, Quentin. <laughs> get on it. I'm <laughs> so great. History won't erase it, Quentin. <laughs> Hey, Shanae, it's going to be a couple sections. I might have to get some disclaimers out there. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Let's well, get these fake names going now. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Well, I just want to thank all of our authors from In the Trenches, stories from the heart of early childhood professionals. And so what we are going to do for all of our viewers and listeners who tune in, uh, either have tuned in tonight or watch or listen to the recorded version. We are offering you a discount. So your coupon is Let's Talk, all one word, all capital, Let's Talk. And if you go to uh, inthetrenchesbc.com, you can purchase the book there and be sure to use the code let's talk when you get ready to check out and i believe it's a five dollar discount on anything uh any products on the site so there's that so go and read it for yourself you heard just the tip of the iceberg there are some amazing stories from some amazing people i know i just put my book over to the other side <laughs> i'm the only one with that <laughs> there you go. And uh, thank you, yes, to JLS Publish One Publishing, uh, John McClung Jr., who uh, is our publisher, who has been doing an amazing job because not only did he help us to get the book published, but he did the coaching sessions along with me, and I've learned so much from him. Um, I'm sure that there were some other things, but I lost it, and that's okay. <laughs> in the comments <laughs> but i just want to thank everybody thank you again to you thank Quentin, you for uh providing the platform for in the trenches um and uh, you all are amazing so i uh, thank you to our listeners and our viewers we appreciate you as well don't forget uh i know quentin downplayed it but don't forget to subscribe to like and to share yes okay? because it's not about the notoriety, it is about the information being shared with other people. So if you found value in tonight's episode, then please be sure to share the wealth. We will be back on November the 18th at 7 p.m. with another set of authors from In the Trenches, Stories from the Heart of Early Childhood Professionals, Volume 2. <laughs> with that, with that lady, uh, stay on. The, make sure you guys stay on the line. Don't hang up. Everyone, in the chat, um, thank you guys for joining us tonight. And um, with that, stay blessed and stay safe. And have a great night. Bye bye.